Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another fun-filled, fun-packed episode of Conversations About Dot Dot Dot. My name is Will. I am not alone. I get to hang out today with the Jingles Roscoe. Say hello, Jingles. Hello, it is me, Jingles Roscoe, again. Right. Uh, apologies once again. Smiter is... Uh, he's out on assignment. He's out on assignment, and he, he wants to be here, but he's, he's stuck. Got, he's got stuff he's got to do, so I'm not mad at that at all, so... And then oh, yeah. whenever the Brothers Roscoe's, any of them are out on assignment, we just try to let you know that up front. So today what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about some wrestling stuff. Uh, Sasha just dropped some information on the Kurt Angle podcast about how she felt about Ronda Rousey. So we're going to talk about that. Then we're going to talk about the WWE firings, the latest round of WWE firings, even though WWE has made a bunch more money over this mm-hmm. last quarter, because that seems to be the MO, whatever there's a quarter is called. They say, hey, we made more money, and then they release a bunch of people. Uh, mm. And then we're going to talk about Disney Plus Day, because that just happened a few days ago. So we're going to talk about it and kind of the marvel of it all and talk about some of the things that they revealed, some of the things that they're going to get to see in the next year, hopefully, uh, and all that stuff. So we're going to start that now. I am going to read this, Jingles, for you. It's just uh, Sasha Banks uh, on what pissed her off about Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> as direct as we need to be. Uh, I can only speak for myself. There might be a little tension. I don't know about real heat. I was pissed off that Ronda Rousey could come in, get more money than me, get a better locker room than me, and bring all these people backstage and get more time than me. I'm like, excuse me, who is you and what 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 you do? Which... I can understand that from a ebonic standpoint, but that still seems really weird for Sasha to say it that way. Because it's not like like the the Mercedes that the, the actual person that plays mm-hmm. the character of Sasha Banks doesn't talk that way normally. So I'm like, are you shooting, or is this more in character with Sasha Banks? Like that's the weird part. Uh, but anyway, besides respecting everything she's done in the UFC and the fight world, when it comes to the square circle, that's my home. That's where I'm the legit boss, not Ronda Rousey. There could have been a lot of tension from the other three. I don't know. I don't even know why they call themselves the Four Horsewomen. Thank you for such a thank you for thank you so much for being a fan. But that is our trademark. Second after Ric Flair. I'm so down to working with Ronda again. I loved our match at Royal Rumble. To have a match with somebody who doesn't have the professional wrestling background. And was so fresh and new new and fresh. I love challenges like that. She got it so quick because she did love it. And was a fan. And because over her fighting background. Because oh, I'm going to say that should have been because of her fighting background. Not over her fighting background. But you know I'm just going to read it as it is. Because over her fighting background. She knew how to take things. And it flowed so easily and naturally. She was awesome to work with. And I would love to have another match with her. Which, it almost seems like this is two separate thoughts. Mm. Like, the first thought is, oh my gosh, I can't believe she got all that status and stuff. And she came in with all these perks that I didn't get the access to. And then, she's like, talking about how, you know, I'm the legit boss in the ring. And then she's like, well, you know, we got to respect everything she did in the UFC. But, you know, I don't understand why her and the girls refer to themselves as four horsewomen. You know, which I think they actually referred to themselves to the Four Horsewomen before we got the WWE Four Horsewomen. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and so that was a match that uh, <laughs> eventually didn't become because of uh, people getting let go of their jobs in WWE because they let go of two of the four women. Well, two of the four women, and then Ronda went home to have a baby, who she just recently had. I saw my first first actual pictures of them as a with a face picture. That kid is so cute, but you can tell she's got a lot of attitude. Like just in her face, she's just like she, she. One of the pictures they had had her in, in the little carrier, like the front carrier, the kangaroo pouch, mm-hmm. I call it. And she just had this look on her face, like, "What in the heck am I doing in this thing?" <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, and then she comes back at the end, saying, "Oh, I'd love to work with her again. It'd be great." She, you know, it's like I feel like this may not be the whole thing. Now that I've read it, this feels like there was more probably said in between stuff. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't feel like a complete thought. It feels like three different thoughts. Because mm. how do you go from, I'm not mad at her because she got all this status and she got all this stuff. I'm like, well, she did come from UFC. She was one of the most winningest women and in the UFC. She probably made a crap ton of money for WWE. At the time, probably a lot more than Sasha made. There was the fact that Sasha has left and came back more times than any other woman on the roster. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, after her and Bailey lost the women's tag team champion, she was gone for like three months. It's hmm. nope, it, it never, never. I don't even think she was interviewed by Stone Cold recently, and I, don't, I still don't think she ever said really what happened, like why she left for three months. She just didn't say. She's just like, yeah, I had some stuff I had to take care of, mm-hmm. and of course, we know she did step away for a little bit to record to to be involved in the Mandalorian, which she was the second season and everything. She has confirmed she won't be back for season three. Uh, just because of the schedule, she said she wanted to be able to dedicate more time to WWE, so she didn't feel like her character would be back in The Mandalorian this season. Not to say that she wouldn't be open to doing it in the future. She just said right, right. now she's not going to be doing it. But what do you think about her thoughts on Ronda Rousey? Like, how do you feel about that as it relates to her and 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 Ronda and and what Ronda did for the business for such a short time and you know and all that stuff. <laughs> Um, I feel like this has been a sentiment that quite a few people have had. Uh, I don't know if that's the case, but I was under the impression that a lot of people, um, kind of felt this way about Rhonda and like, you know, uh, I personally, since I haven't really seen too many of her matches, I know that she's been kind of rough in the ring. And kind of uh, messy, uh, just from what I've heard. But um, I haven't seen too much uh, because I don't really watch WWE much anymore. Fair enough. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm all in hashtag on uh, AEW now. So Jingles, uh, Jingles uh, Roscoe, it's all elite. All, I am all elite. elite. <laughs> I, I'm I am in the elite. And hopefully I won't be killed like Adam Cole was, but then he came back, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I heard there was, by the way, I just want to say, I heard that mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Bryan had one of the greatest matches last night against Miro uh, that ended weirdly, but the match itself was really great. Mm-hmm. I, so, I haven't seen that. But I'm going to shut I'm up. I'm sure there. it was great. <laughs> I'll have to check it out um, because I, I was really busy this week. Um, but yeah, um, I, I don't I don't really have too strong of feelings on the whole thing. I know that um, 
Rhonda's like a really great personality and is uh, a very interesting wrestler. Um, but I also know that uh, there's a lot of fans that don't really consider her the best, but they feel like she could get there. She just needs to keep working on it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that that's always been the impression that I've had with Rhonda. So, yeah, um, I get that. I mean, you know, at least she's not, you know, a Nia Jax. Hmm. Da, 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 da. Segway time. All right. So, speaking of Nia, uh, WWE got rid of some people a couple of weeks ago. Some more people, because I guess they need to lighten their load even more than uh, they lighten it up. So, I'm going to ask this before we run the list over real quick. Who was the release that surprised you the most? Oh, Nia, for sure. Okay. I'm going to say Keith Lee mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of sidestep it. Not really sidestep it. It's a toss-up between Keith Lee and Karrion Cross for me mm-hmm. because they both had just come to the main roster. I mean, Keith Lee beat Randy Orton clean in his first pay-per-view match, and then he got ill and to the point where he had heart issues uh, due to COVID and things. And so mm-hmm. then like they brought him back. They did the whole Bearcat thing, which he has come out and said that was definitely a Vince idea. That wasn't his. Yep. Which I'm kind of like, that sounds like a Vince idea, because who the heck was Bearcat Wright? Like, I didn't know who Bearcat Wright was. I've been black all my life. I had no idea who this dude was. Mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, you know, and all this. So, and then Karrion Cross, you know, he kept saying, like, he was even saying, let's wait and see how it plays out. Like, let's not bury the baby with the bathwater just yet. You know, because everybody kept talking about Scarlet while Scarlet wasn't with him. You know, Scarlet, who made the act so iconic in NXT. And it feels like to me, Vince really doesn't care much about or watch. I don't feel like he watches NXT, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Other than he checks ratings. I don't think he's concerned about the product itself. I don't think he looks at it to see what makes these characters unique. I think he just pretty much goes. And a lot of people have said that... Uh, the reason why Vince has gone in and done this whole NXT 2.0 is because Triple H couldn't beat uh, AEW. <laughs> and so because when they went head-to-head, AEW kind of kept alive. Like, I guess he felt like Triple H was going to kill AEW before it got started. And it's like, but, but no. Like, like you got you to gotta make better content. Like, I'm not saying NXT is bad. NXT was bad at the time at all. But... Mm. Something new, you've got to get through that new. You got to get through that new new car smell, <laughs> and then you got to deal with it after that. Like, is it still around? Okay, well now we got to figure out how to deal with it. And I don't think that I keep hearing Vince say in conference calls and things like that. They're not competition. They're not competition. They're not competition. I'm going at some point. They've got to be competition, Vince. Well, let's also remember that Tony Khan himself doesn't consider. Th- AEW to be competition with WWE because he feels like what AEW offers is is a very different kind of product from WWE. Which um, makes sense. Yeah. So it, even Tony Khan is is like we we do different. We are focused on professional wrestling. They are focused on sports entertainment. And that kind of mindset is what kind of 
separates the two companies. And that's why, like, so many old school fans, like fans from the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era, like, a lot of those fans have moved over to AEW because that's more of the focus that they've been having. Yeah. Um, people actually really um, consider AEW to be closer to WCW than to WWE. I can see that. Um, and so, yeah, Vince says and, and Tony says, but us as fans, we know that we're making a choice between these two companies. Mm -hmm. And even I, like, who, who's been really burnt out with WWE in recent years, am finding much more fun and much more enjoyment out of AEW. And, I mean, we've had conversations on this podcast in the past yeah where i've i've criticized the kind of stuff that wwe's been doing and the big thing being they haven't really had any real competition in so long right. that they just do what makes them money as opposed to what is going to entertain the crowd and so and that that's not really like my way of looking at it that's what i've been reading what other experts have been uh who who know more about the 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 stuff that goes on behind the scenes better right. than i do yeah. and so that's now, what they say and one thing we always like to stress is that we don't write for wwe we don't work for wwe if we were if we worked for wwe i'm pretty sure we'd have been fired by now or we'd just be another group of writers that don't get listened to because at the end of the day, it's still up to Vincent Kennedy McMahon. What mm -hmm. happens finally? I mean, there's numerous reports over the last few years where Vince will come in and rip up a whole entire set of scripts and they'll have to rewrite the whole entire show hours before the show is recorded. So mm -hmm. it's always an army of one when it comes to WWE. So yep. I wanted to know before I read through the list, you said Nia Jax is your person. I kind of said why I felt like that Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. Surprised me the most, but why? Why Nia Jax? Um, just because she was kind of out of the list that I saw, um, which, as I've said, uh, a lot of the newer wrestlers I'm not mega familiar with. Anybody from NXT, like I, I know next to nothing about because I never really watched NXT. Yeah. Uh, and so anybody that was from NXT that moved on the main roster that has been let go, I didn't know a whole lot about. I've heard of Karrion Cross and Keith Lee. I've, I know the names, but I didn't know too much about them. So I was all like, I, I, I know that they have some uh, very devoted fans yeah. that are going to be shocked that they're gone now. Um, and actually, uh, because I, I have been now uh, going to the wrestling focused uh subreddit which is called the squared circle subreddit mm -hmm. um uh that's where i'm like learning new news and stuff and and getting more information that's been going on about wrestling and stuff like that i also subscribe to uh a few wrestling channels that kind of give news almost daily about what's going on my favorite wrestle talk uh, probably I, I've listened to Russell talk. I, I mostly go on to WrestleMania. Yeah. Because up, up, yeah. The, they have practically daily uploads yeah. gotcha. about what's going on. Um, and so, like, I know Keith Lee and Karrion Cross are both, like, popular wrestlers that uh, definitely were on their way up. 
um, and we're really getting over like pretty strongly. Yeah. But I've I've known about Nia Jax for a long time, and I I Nia Jax has been on the top cards for the women wrestlers, and um, we've talked about already the women's division already doesn't have too many strong pools at the moment and then now they're getting rid of one of their most well-known and most over wrestlers that they have um even though i've you know uh i've i've complained about how um how stiff she's been uh with other females and and how often she injures her opponents uh and that that's been a major complaint so in that sense i was like i feel like eventually she's gonna have to be phased out or let go um but i wasn't expecting it to happen while she's as over as she has been and how um gutted the women's division has been Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't feel like they can afford to get rid of too many of these women. Otherwise, it's just going to be, uh, you know, the Charlotte Invitational with Charlotte and Charlotte. And only. <laughs> so. The Charlotte clones are just going to show up and they're going to do all the wrestling matches for the women. No, it's just Charlotte by herself. Oh, Charlotte. And she wrestles herself. <laughs> Charlotte will wrestle she a went, broomstick at that point. She will pull the infamous Triple H uh, promo where he says, I can wrestle a broomstick and make it interesting. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so that that's why I was like surprised, but uh, it wasn't something that I was all... I, I didn't disagree with her being let go. I was just surprised that it did happen. Yeah. So... Uh, so here's the list real quick. Uh, B-Fab mm-hmm. from uh, Hit Row that just came up to SmackDown. It's a whole group. Matter of fact, they had to redo the song because she sang the intro. So like last week they redid the intro and it says, I was like, uh, so they did, did they just get rid of B-Fab's vote? I was like, yeah, they fired her. Of course they got rid of them. <laughs> uh, Ember Moon, mm-hmm. Eva Marie, Frankie Monet, or as Taya Valkyrie, or wife to... Uh, to uh, Johnny Drip Drip, uh, <laughs> Grand Metalik, Harry Smith, Jeet Rama, Jesse Kama, Karen Cross, Katrina Cortez, Keith Lee, Lindsay Dorado, Mia Yim, Nia Jax, Only Lorcan, Scarlett, Trey Baxter, and Zeta Raymer. And it was, of course, the John Laurinaitis budget cut excuse. You know, hmm. they, they had to cut budgets and they do all this stuff. And I'm sitting there going like, okay, yet Stephanie McMahon was just posing in front of a huge gigantic title belt doing promotions for uh, the pre-sales for WrestleMania in March. You know, so I'm just like, so that title belt is probably somebody's wages for a month. Mm-hmm. You know, but I just thought that was funny. But I was like, this is just. It's it's crazy to me how it's like WWE seems to keep making money hand over foot, especially with you know the Saudi Arabia deal, especially with going back out and live touring and all this other stuff. And I mean, of course, we joked about it uh, amongst ourselves one day, like the WWE 2K. WWE 2K22 people must be just constantly sitting there going, they must have constant conference calls going. Okay, who are they firing this week? 
Mm-hmm. You know, because we need to know if we can up so we can update the roster before we put this game out in March or next year because they pushed the game back because they were having so many issues because a bunch of people got upset because of microtransactions. They just pushed the game back to March. So mm-hmm. it's the first WWE game that when they say the year, it actually will come out that year instead of the year before. Yes. And so that's a that's a concern. And so of course, uh, of course, I feel like that that's coming. Uh, one of the ones I wasn't surprised by was Eva Marie. I was more surprised that they hired her back yeah. than they were to, to to get rid of her. I'm just like, okay, so they did the Dewdrop storyline. Okay, that's great. Uh, but that's about it. I don't know why. You know, they um, had her, you know, kind of come back and everything as far as that goes. I think I think when it came down to it, Eva Marie was very much a waste of space as far as the wrestling thing. So so with Eva Marie's firing, I really feel like they didn't have plans for her. And so, but like I said, I just was really surprised they even brought her back to begin with. Right. Uh, because I thought they were going to do this whole thing where she was going to come in as a manager, really, and like... They just made her this heelish person who just talked about Dewdrop and how she was not important and how all that stuff. And I'm sitting there going, but that's Piper Niven. She was in the women's um, championship, you know, during the women's invitational and stuff. She was in there twice. She wrestled for NXT UK for a little while. Like, why are we not talking about this? Why are we just, I mean, it's like, okay, yeah, she's bigger, you know. And now, of course, we may never get that Nia Jax-Piper Niven match that would have been interesting. You know, two big women mm-hmm. running around beating each other down, you know, and that, and then they turn Piper Niven Hill anyway. So it's like, <laughs> so I guess Eva's plan worked. And even though she's no longer here to see the fruits of it, like, I don't know. It's just that storyline. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised. I mean, I say surprised of also with them getting rid of Karrion Cross and them getting rid of uh, Keith Lee. They also got rid of their fiancés. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, well, I guess we're keeping them families together when it comes to wrestling, but we're also keeping them, when they get, we're keeping them together as it relates to firedom. So, you know. Right. They're trying to keep these couples together that are able to be together. Of course, there's some, like Selena Vega, for example, who is now one the queen of the ring. Uh, she won queen of huh? the ring in Saudi Arabia. So they had the finals for the Queen of the Ring thing. It was her versus Dewdrop, surprisingly enough. And she somehow pinned Dewdrop, which I'm like, okay, I, I appreciate the fact that, yeah, they, they hired Toledo Vega back. Uh, I appreciate the fact that they kind of, they, they didn't really rework the thing with Twitch. Like, I'm pretty sure she still can't really get on Twitch and do a whole lot. Or if she does, mm-hmm. WWE is going to get a lot of that money. But, you know, I think she decided she was going to come back. And, of course, her husband's in AEW and... You know, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out over time. But, uh. It reminds me of, uh, Adam Cole and Britt Baker. Adam Cole, baby! I saw that, uh, uh, people were, uh, talking about, um, before Adam came to AEW, I saw an interview with Britt Baker. It was a shoot interview, but obviously they couldn't talk about Adam because he was. Still at the other company at the time, yeah. and um, they they were they kind of mentioned that she was like in a relationship and stuff, but they were like avoiding saying too much in in the video, which I thought was funny. Um, and I believe the interviewer was just all like, "Yeah, and your relationship has been so great," and 
and uh, Britt was like, yeah, it's wonderful, and, and but they didn't say too much after that. Uh, and somebody in the comments was all like, uh, why would you remind Brit about her super dead boyfriend who was super duper dead and definitely not in the other company? <laughs> Which is one of the comments I thought was really uh, funny. Yeah. He's no longer alive. Why would you do this? He's dead. He died. Did you hear? He died, though. Did you hear Kitty Omega? Oh, wait, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty Omega literally said, or they died already. Like, yep. how am I supposed to feel now? <laughs> but uh yeah no, no so yeah it's just a lot of that and then the rest of them you know the only thing that concerns me about BFAB was they brought up this whole faction of people and again another woman maybe not super ready for prime time yet but she could have gotten ready over time and then she could have been a contender potentially but again it's it's almost it's a Charlotte Flair show at this point. Like, it's the Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch show, depending on which brand you're on. Right. And every other woman just is kind of side fodder, you know, compared to those yep. two. And it's like, eventually when Bailey comes back, then it's going to be the secondary stories are going to involve Bailey and Sasha Banks. Which, right. you know, and then the tertiary stories. There's like one tertiary story that everybody's kind of conscious of, which is like, Oh, so Sonya Deville is an authority figure now who apparently doesn't know how to wrestle anymore. She just lost the ability to wrestle. So she, like, cheats and she's a special right. guest referee because her she doesn't think Naomi's ready for a championship, even though she's a two-time SmackDown champion. But, you know, Sonya, who never won a championship, apparently is not an authority figure. So now she's just like, well, I don't feel like Naomi's good enough to be a champion. It's like, okay, sure, Sonya, that sounds great. Makes no sense, but sure. WWE yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, and of course, apparently Bray Wyatt is going to be doing a movie, so he's not ah. really he's not really going to either company. Everybody was like, "Oh, he should show it." He's, he's day last day of ninety day contract is on Halloween. Where is he going to show up? And he's just like, "I'm working on a movie." And they're just like, "Oh, okay." I mean, that's fine. And it's like, yep, he can do that. That's the thing. Like, he already has a really good relationship with one of the best, like, horror makeup artists ever because when they, they were the ones that made his mask for The Fiend and different things like that. And so, right. you know, he's got that relationship already. Uh, but I feel like, you know, I feel like there's a lot of things like uh, Adam Bashir, you know, who was formerly Braun Strowman. Uh, I don't think he's right. made a full-blown commitment to where he's going to go. You know, a lot of rumors are talking about Impact. Uh, I know Tony mm-hmm. Khan has said he's talked to him about coming to, uh, coming over to the AEW world. Yes. But I'm just like, you know, I kind of wish somebody from WWE would be smarter and be like, can we offer him less money to come back and work here? Like, can we just, like, if the whole thing is big men, it's like the biggest thing that baffles me, when you say that the future of the company is to get big men who can wrestle, and who can go. Yeah. But then the other side of that, in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at like Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Braun Strowman, a lot of these other guys, they're older dudes. Yeah. So maybe for Vince, it's like we need to find the next generation beyond the generation we currently have that are going to be headlining WrestleMania 10 years from now. And I asked Justin this question, so I'm going to ask you this now. Uh, All right. Other than John Cena... And Roman Reigns. Yes. Who has WWE 
made a star from start to finish. And let me preface this by saying somebody who wasn't already popular beforehand. We understand that he they gave right. Punk and they gave Daniel Bryan a bigger platform. And because of their bigger right. platform, they were able to get bigger. But Punk was already Punk before he got to WWE. Daniel Bryan right. was Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, beforehand. He wrestled in Japan before. He wrestled for in, uh, uh, Ring of Honor. He wrestled for mm-hmm. Japan. He wrestled for other places before he even got to WWE. So name a star that WWE has made itself since the era of John Cena and Roman. It's hard to say, for sure. You know, I remember somebody said, well, what about Seth Rollins? So it's like, uh, Seth Rollins was out there in the Indies long before he got to WWE. Right. And we can't say, um, uh, AJ Styles, because AJ Styles was big in Japan first. So, <laughs> yeah. I first started AJ Styles at yeah. TNA back when TNA was actually exciting to watch. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, it's funny because the big video right now that a lot of people are sharing is actually when AJ Styles was part of that factual Ric Flair in TNA because uh-huh. they had a really interesting Jay Lethal segment. Uh, and I won't say why that's important. You'll figure that out probably once you watch <laughs> the pay-per-view. Uh, anyway, right. so, you know, if it was Jay Lethal going one-on-one with Ric Flair, impersonating Ric Flair. If you've uh-huh. never seen that promo, you need to watch at least once in your life. I promise you, you won't be the same afterwards. I'm going to have to check it out. So, yeah, definitely. But anyway, so that, that's been a big video, too, for different yeah. reasons. And I know Flair has kind of gone out. Flair has gone, gone out on a limb and said that he feels like he wants to build his family. And uh, he has talked with Tony Khan. I don't know if maybe he'll eventually be uh, managing Andrade, maybe. At right. some point, uh, but he wants the family to be together. So, you know, of course, Charlotte's contract is another two years from now. So we'll right. see what happens there. But I'm sorry if WWE loses Charlotte. Like, I don't know what that women's division does because there's just not that many women to work off of. It's true. And so if you lose somebody like Charlotte, who's your pinnacle, because they've been building the whole thing around her and Becky. So if you lose one mm-hmm. of those two, like, who do you move up? Well, they've already shown they don't have faith in 90% of the other women that are on the roster. Yep. You know, so we'll see. But anyway, <laughs> uh, anything else? Any other thoughts on the, the, the latest batch of releases for WWE and the latest batches of them doing that while they grab even more and more money? I just hope that uh, Nia doesn't come to AEW until she learns how to be a better wrestler. That's that's all I have to say. Yeah. Another one that really kind of surprises Ember Moon. Because Ember Moon is somebody that could do things that like many women that look right. like her couldn't can't do. Uh-huh. Like, I'm sorry. I've never seen a person jump off the top rope and do a stutter midair and a flip and hit a stutter on somebody. I, I like Ember Moon that. a lot. I love her talent. I love her talent. I love her outside of the wrestling world. I love her truly being a true anime geek fangirl and and all mm-hmm. that stuff. You know, she's not the, oh, it's popular to like video games now, so I'm going to like video games. Because I remember watching an interview with her, and she talked about how back when she was growing up, it wasn't popular. Mm-hmm. So if you found people that were in your tribe, you just hung on to them because you never knew when you were going to have those people again. And um, But now she's kind of found those people, but of course she's 
you know, um, she could she could be one to end up in a AEW women's roster or mm-hmm. a I wouldn't mind that TNA women's roster. I mean, Mia Yim was already I believe she was Jade when she was in TNA, so I mean she's mm-hmm. already been in TNA once. So of course a lot of people keep sleeping on NWA. NWA right. is a thing. You know, they don't have a full-blown TV deal that's going to get them everywhere. They do have a small TV deal. And then they still do their stuff on YouTube. But I can see them eventually getting a deal and really, if they if they plan it well, with Billy Corgan being behind them. Now, he ain't, I don't think he's got quite the Tony Khan, Vince McMahon money, but he's not he's not a slouch either. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Smash and Pumpkin roll, those Smash and Pumpkin royalties are still a thing. Yep. You know, so, I mean, NWA could become a real contender, especially with ROH kind of going the way they've gone. Right. You know, so we'd be interested to maybe see her in an NWA situation where she's helping promote those women. And so, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to see anybody out of a job. Like, when you look at, like, somebody was like, right. oh, well, you know, all three members of the Lucha House Party are gone. I didn't care about Lucha House Party when they were together. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, 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 like, I care more about Rey Mysterio still than those guys. Yes, of course. You know, I mean, Dominic Mysterio kind of by proxy. Right. I'm still trying to figure out how Dominic Mysterio, like, Dominic Mysterio got all his mama's hype. Yep. And, like, I just feel like he needs more work. Like I don't, yeah. I don't feel like he's truly as uh, as ready for it as a lot of people keep saying he is. Right. But there again, I'm just a fan talking about it from a fan's perspective, you know. Right. And that's all I can do. But I, I feel like there there are better options. I don't know, you know. Of course, everybody keeps talking about their daughters possibly coming back into wrestling. I was like, I, I mean, has she wrestled? Like, has she actually trained? I don't know. You know. Yes, we'll see. Yep. So, but we're going to take a little bit of a break real quick and we're going to come back and talk about Disney Plus Day. So, Yay. Um, everybody, uh, come on back and we'll continue this conversation with you. So, thank you for continuing to listen to us. All right. And we're back. Uh, Disney Plus Day came and went and they announced a bunch of stuff. Uh, <laughs> and first thing first that I'm going to, I'm going to have a two second gripe, not very long. Um, so if I was a new subscriber to Disney plus for this month, I could have gotten Disney plus for a whopping one ninety nine, but because I already subscribed to Disney plus, they didn't say they would lower that rate for everybody was already a member. That's my gripe. That's my thing. I really don't understand why services, whether it's streaming services or whatever, when they offer a rate for new subscribers. They should do something for the people that are already there. I mean, you may not be able to lower it down to two dollars. I get it, but they need to do something. Like they need to make the next month a dollar ninety nine or something like that as Christmas present. Something I don't know. I just feel like you're not really rewarding loyalty for the people who are already there. You're just rewarding new people who want to come in and get it because they're hoping that they'll, you know, forget about it and just keep it for a while. I guess. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's that's my gripe, and I'm done with that. So, uh-huh. there were a bunch of projects that got released onto the platform on the day of Disney Plus Day, which I believe was the uh, 12th of uh, Let me double November. Check, but that sounds Let's right. check the date. Um, 
So I'm going to start talking about that list, and Jingles will help verify that for me. So yeah, it looks like 12. So we got Home Sweet Home Alone, the Disney Plus original movie, reimagining the holiday franchise for Home Alone, which I'm just like, I didn't need a reimagining. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just not a fan of this thing. Like, I saw a trailer. I mean, it's true, though. I saw a trailer, and I'm just like, no, why? Why? Like, I can understand if this is Kevin McAllister's kids. And Kevin ended mm-hmm. up leaving him home alone. And then Kevin's sitting there going, crap, I did it myself. How does this work? But no, like as far as I know, Macaulay Culkin doesn't even make a cameo in the movie. As far as I know, I don't know. Uh, we get Olaf Presents, which is an original series of shorts from Disney Animation. We see Frozen's iconic snowman retelling classic Disney tales in his own unique way. Then we've got these shorts, for example, like Paper Man and Frozen Fever and Feast. Uh, the Mickey Mouse short, Get a Horse, and a lot of other shorts for the, for the network. Here we got Sio uh, Alberto, an animated Pixar short featuring the characters from the feature fi- feature film Luca. It's a new. I need to watch Luca. A new Simpsons short that pays tribute to Disney Plus marquee brands. Uh, the first five episodes of the second season of National Geographic's The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Because you know Jeff Goldblum. We got uh, two like. 2022, like, Disney Plus Day 2021 things where it was the Marvel one and they did a Pixar one that are short specials. Yes. They also did a very short trailer thingy discussion about the Obi-Wan series. And then we also got the releases of Jungle Cruise and Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. Yes. So those officially got added to the network on that day. Then... We also got other announcements, for example, uh, Cheaper by the Dozen, mm-hmm. Gabrielle Union, and Zach Braff are coming together to do the, a new version of Cheaper by the Dozen, which I'm like, okay, I could, I could dig that. Like, it's been long enough where we haven't seen Cheaper by the Dozen where we could get another one of those, and it's okay. Uh, Disenchanted, which is the sequel to Enchanted, starring uh, Amy yeah. Adams and Patrick Dempsey. Diary of a Whippy Kid, it's going to be a new animated feature. Uh, in the Dire of the Whippy Kid franchise starting December 3rd, 2021. So basically it's going to be coming in around Christmas time. Would you like me to go in order of the bisection? Like the... We, we didn't get a whole lot of Star Wars news. No, we didn't. But uh, Star Wars, uh, Marvel, then... Pixar and then the extra stuff after. Uh, this. sure, you can definitely pick it up that way. I yeah, I was just going. I got a big old list here. Go for it. <clears throat> and I, I think it'd be fun just to 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 give just like a little bit for each thing, and then after we're done with the list, then we can come back and talk about the things that we're really excited. So if I can for. Go for it. Okay, so the first things first. We had a little bit of a of a peek, uh, just some stills and some convo about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series that will be coming to Disney Plus in 2022. We also got uh, the announcement of a new animated series, which is a continuation of the old animated series, X-Men 97, which will be a continuation of... Okay, sorry, go ahead. Of that one, uh, of the 90s X-Men cartoon which a lot of people like uh we got a first look at moon knight uh 
which is uh, another superhero thing for anybody that's not familiar with Moon Knight. To be fair, I feel like only really deep comic book fans know that much about Moon Knight, um, though he's been talked about a lot yeah. uh, in the past. Uh, first look at She-Hulk. Uh, got to see a little bit, some a little bit of uh, uh, stuff with Jen Walters, uh, who will be the She-Hulk. We got a little bit of Miss Marvel. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then the rest of these, we didn't get like trailers so much as just like announcements mm -hmm. for down the line. Um, we got Agatha House of Harkness, uh, which will follow Agatha Harkness uh, from WandaVision. We got a new animated series called Spider-Man Freshman Year, which goes uh, into the life of Spider-Man. Uh, before he was called in to help in Civil War. Um, so we get a little bit of w what was going on with MCU's version of Spider-Man mm -hmm. before Civil War came out. Uh, we got Echo, uh, which it will be about a character named Echo that will be introduced in Hawkeye. Yep. Um, we got uh, animated Marvel Zombies that's going to be coming out um, based on... But Marvel Zombies. <laughs> uh, we're going to have an Ironheart series uh, about Riri Williams, who is going to be the Ironheart. We got Secret Invasion, which is going to follow Nick Fury and some of the scrolls. We got I Am Groot, uh, a series of original shorts that explores Baby Groot's early days growing up and getting into trouble in space. We got What If Season 2. So if you didn't get enough what if before, we're going to have more what if. But what if more, though? Yep. We've got Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special, uh, being directed by James Gunn. Which was supposed to come out, I think, this Christmas, and then they pushed it back to next Christmas, apparently. Uh, I do not see a date on here, yeah. but that sounds correct to me. Um, and then moving on to uh, some of the other stuff here. Uh, from, I, I think this is all, uh, Lucasfilm stuff mm -hmm. because we have, uh, uh, a series for the, um, cult hit, uh, Willow, mm -hmm. uh, which was a movie that came out in a long time ago, um, that I was talking with Smiter about, he's pretty excited about, I was talking with him. I always thought Willow was a little bit too weird for my tastes. Um, but I know that there's going to be some people that are going to be really excited about that. All I remember about Willow was uh, is a little uh, creature that comes up and he says they they tried to kill him while he was taking they kidnapped the baby while he was taking a pee pee. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> um, a new original documentary special, which is Under the Helmet: The Legacy of Boba Fett, which is actually out now. Yep. If you want to go watch you it, you can watch it right now. Uh, I, I'm, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to try and find some time here pretty soon to check it out because that sounds like really entertaining to me. Mm -hmm. um, we got Tiana, uh, which is going to be a long form musical series uh, that's going to be following uh, the newly crowned princes of Maldonia. Uh, and so I'm assuming that's from the Princess of the Frog. I believe so. Yeah. But. Uh, but a calling to her New Orleans past isn't far behind. 
So more stuff on Tiana. That's cool. I like Tiana. Uh, Zootopia Plus is going to be a, a short form series that'll be coming. Uh, following more stuff in Zootopia, which is cool because I liked Zootopia. Um, there's going to be another now moving on to, to more Pixar stuff. Um, there's going to be a animated series called Cars on the Road. And it's going to follow Mater and Lightning McQueen mm-hmm. as they go cross country. Um, so that's cool. We, and then you mentioned Disenchanted, which is going to be a sequel to Enchanted, uh, bringing back Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey. So that's exciting. You mentioned Cheaper by the Dozen. Uh, I've seen the original Cheaper by the Dozen, and I've also seen the remake of Cheaper by the Dozen. And now this is a re-remake. So of course. That's fun. <laughs> That's not going to confuse me at all. But it's going to have Gabrielle Union and Zach Braff. And I like Zach Braff, so that might be fun. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2, which was announced previously, but uh, they had a little bit more uh, information about that, including that all three of the Sanderson sisters will be returning to reprise their roles yep. as the Sanderson sisters for this. And that makes me very excited. Yep. Um, we got uh, a new, uh, all new movie, uh, a new Ice Age called The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. So if, uh, if people are fans of Ice Age, that's there for you. Um, there's going to be a Baymax original series, um, which will follow Baymax from Big Hero 6. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, the Spiderwick Chronicles is uh, is getting some stuff as well. Yeah. Um, Smider knows more about the Spiderwick Chronicles than I do, but um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, live action version of Pinocchio will be coming, um, and it's going to have Tom Hanks, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Luke Evans, and uh, and what's people? Yeah. Lots of cool people. Keegan-Michael Key will be in there somewhere. Yep. Being funny, it's only um, he can. Yes. <laughs> um, then we got a couple... We got uh, what appears to be a few... Oh, no. Here's a docu-series uh, about the Beatles called The Beatles Get Back. Uh, it's uh, Peter Jackson's upcoming docu-series. So um, that's pretty cool. Uh we had announced a live-action uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers film, which will be coming to Disney+, Plus, mm-hmm. starring John Mulaney and Andy Sandberg as the titular Chip and Dale. I don't think it's... Is it live-action? I thought it was going to be animated. They were doing the voices. It is a hybrid live-action Oh, okay. It's so like Clifford. Animated. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I'll get into that here in a second. Um, some stuff for National Geographic. Uh, Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. Um, so there'll be some of that. There'll be Welcome to Earth featuring Will Smith. Of course. Oh. Um, America the Beautiful. We'll just talk about, well, America. <laughs> Which we'll be talking about, curiously, Canada for some reason. Oh, Canada. <laughs> oh, Canada. Um, there is going to be 
uh, a movie uh, called Sneakerella, which is <clears throat> I, I heard about the sneakerhead subculture of New York City. Yeah. Um, it's a gender flipped twist on Cinderella fairy tale. Um, this is an announcement that I had not been expecting, but was very excited for. Uh, more uh, Proud Family yeah. is coming out. The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. Um, so a new show based on the 2000 series. I hear it. Uh, very exciting because I, I really liked The Proud Family. It was a show that I enjoyed a lot. Um, then we got a thing from Pixar. It's called Win or Lose. It's going to be uh, Pixar's first ever original long-form animated series. Uh, Better Nate Than Ever, based on the book by Tim Ferdell. Fer, Fre, Federal. Blech, can't speak today. Um, so, Better Nate Than Ever, and then more Diary of a Wimpy Kid, which is going to be uh, a sequel to... The, the Diary of Your Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules. So there'll be that. There's uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series, season three. Oh, was announced. I'm sorry, that's just a lot to hear. <laughs> no, it is. And I they did it on purpose, and I know they did. Um, and then uh, Disney Intertwined. Um which uh, appears to be a thing involving Latin America. That's uh, a series that's being produced in Latin America. Okay. So those were, that's the big list that I have here. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's everything, but I could be wrong. I, I think you covered the majority of the stuff, which if we missed it, I'm sorry. Check the internet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's just a lot. Now, I will say there is a bit of uh, controversy if you will, concerning at least one of those shows for the Marvel shows. Uh, if you got a chance to see the little trailer, uh, you notice that Kamala Khan didn't quite do what Kamala Khan do, so to speak. Uh, because in the comics, of course, and if you play the Avengers video game, not going to talk about that and now. I'm sorry if you not have. Not going to talk about that now. Not going to talk about that now. <laughs> okay. Uh, she basically stretches... It gets bigger. Yes. And stuff. Uh, but there's an interesting twist in that they're bringing the, um, the bands that the original... This is where it gets really weird. Because first of all, it's like, okay, we never had the male Captain Marvel in the MCU. We only got Carol. Mm -hmm. So, right. but in the comics, the first Captain Marvel... The, uh, Janice Vell, I believe, uh, was the first one. No, it's Marvel. Or just Marvel. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, Marvel. So in the comics, Janice was his, uh, his son. Was his son. Yep. Uh, yep. So basically, she gets stretched similar to like Mister Fantastic and Ant Man. She does the storing right. her body and stuff like that. Well, in the show, uh, she gets access to these bands that are called the Nega Bands, which is something that that Marvel used. And so instead of her stretching and growing like in the comics, she's basically going to become a Green Lantern of sorts. 
Because mm-hmm. basically when she needs to get the big fish, she's going to construct these big light fists out of the negabands instead of her skin actually changing and she, her growing. If she needs to grow, she's going to create the legs to get bigger out of this light, these light negabands instead of her actually shape-shifting. And so people were like, well, it's possible that the reason why Marvel's doing it is because they don't want to introduce somebody with stretchy powers before they introduce Mr. Fantastic. It's like... Okay, but we already got a person who grows or shrinks in that pit and and Ant-Man. You know, because Hank Pym and Scott Lang both did it. And then eventually when we get Cassie, she's going to do it too. Right. But, you know, so people are kind of upset about that. Like, you know, we're not even representing Kamala the way she's supposed to be represented and all this other stuff. And so I'm just like, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I mean, but in a lot of promotional artwork, like when you see her fist, for example, her fist is more like a purple energy. And like she's basically constructing mm-hmm. the large fist around her normal fist. Mm-hmm. So instead of her fist actually growing to full size. So it'll be okay. interesting to see how that goes. I mean, I, 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 I'm I, going to watch it uh, mm-hmm. just because I know that at some point they're going to introduce that into the, um, they're going to introduce that into when they do the Marvels at some point. Right. So, you know, maybe Carol will get the Nega bands from her. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know on that front. I mean, that, that means I have to, <laughs> have to what the... that is, I have to actually acknowledge that I want Carol to do something other than just have Brie Larson leave and never come back. But that's a whole other thing. So, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so I'm gonna, I guess, offer what I'm really excited about. I saw the trailer to Moon Knight. I loved it. I loved kind of the conflictedness of it. Like right. when Oscar Isaac is sitting there talking about the voices, and they did confirm that both of those voices were his. Mm-hmm. Is this one was pitched different to represent mm-hmm. the different personas? Because he, in the comics, he has multiple personalities. You know, yeah, he's schizophrenic. He's very much schizophrenic. And so one of the personalities, of course, is the Moon Knight personality. In the comics, he's also adapted, I think at one point, he adapted like seven total personalities. So like one of them was like a more a, a more uh, brutal version of Moon Knight that was more street level. So he didn't have the cape, mm-hmm. he didn't have the he didn't have the hood, he had more of like he looked more like a gangster in a in a suit in a, like yeah. a white suit with the moon crescent. And like he fought like Captain America to a standstill. Like, it was crazy. Like, his fighting skills upgraded quite a bit because Captain America was like, you're, you're not going to fight like this. And, you know, you're not going to kill these people. But I also love the Hawkeye clips that we got where we got to see the tracksuit mafia going after Hawkeye and <laughs> Kate Bishop and uh, kind of, you know, him driving and them playing up the fact that he can't hear. Like, he has a hearing aid. Mm-hmm. And partly because, if I'm not mistaken, Jeremy Renner actually has a hearing aid. And so mm-hmm. they wanted to add that to the character. And, of course, in the books, you find out that because of all the trick arrows he's used over the years, he has a harder time hearing. So I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool that they added that component. And then you've got a woman who's playing Echo who is actually deaf, you know, in real life as well. So there's an interesting representation of, of uh, deaf people as it relates to people that are going deaf as it relates to that. Right. But then also they've confirmed that, uh, which, which, which also leads to the speculation of the Netflix series is coming into the Marvel world through Disney Plus because they have confirmed that uh, Vincent D'Onofrio will be there as Kingpin for at least one scene. 
Because Yay. for those of you who may or may not know, Echo was introduced in the Daredevil books, and Kingpin pretty much was the person that hired her to kill Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. She finds out that Matt Murdock is Daredevil because she can. She's kind of similar to Daredevil, and it like she's deaf, but she can also hear heartbeats, so she can distinguish people based on their heartbeats and determine whether they're like nervous around her, or whether they're comfortable around her, things like that. And so, right. but she also has a similar photographic memory to like Taskmaster. She watches a movie; she can literally do the move. So David Mack. Oh my gosh, uh, David back some of the most beautifully painted stories with her, and that's how she got introduced. Of course, she's a Native American woman in the comics, and so yeah, we you did mention. Of course, she's getting a spinoff series as well, so that's going to be interesting. Yes, and so uh, I did love in the She-Hulk trailer that we had the callback to the old TV show, to where mm-hmm. she's even dressed in a similar uh, outfit to one of the people in that scene, where he's like. Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me if I was angry. You know, meanwhile, Bruce mm-hmm. Banner, in his human form, is sitting there with her. You know, so there are a lot of people that are trying to speculate whether this is a flashback, whether this is before um, Endgame, because Hulk's arm in the trailer is obviously not in the cast anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you saw the end of Shang-Chi, he's still in a cast. He's in human form, but he's still in a cast. So, of mm. course, we all know that the Hulk eventually was going to heal from that. Right. You know, it just took time. And so, right. it's very possible this is after all that. You know, but then also we get the idea that Jennifer Walters is a lawyer. You know, and so, you know, we get to see a small clip of her walking out in a dress as She-Hulk. You know, we get to see the green legs and everything. So, I'm just kind of, I'm hoping we get the... Kind of the play on, you know, does she want to be Jennifer or does she just want to be this big, beautiful, green woman, you know, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, of course, uh, Tatiana uh, Muslany has already played a person from different facets because an Orphan Black, she was like multiple versions of herself. Mm. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays. And so I, yeah. I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about Daredevil. Uh, I'm not Daredevil, Hawkeye. Um, because of the way they're doing that. Ironheart, they will introduce, of course, as you mentioned, in uh, Black Panthers 2, uh, which is funny because now they've pushed Black Panthers production back. Apparently there are some issues that are going on now, so we don't know when that's going to come out. So it'll be interesting if we get Ironheart before we get Black Panther 2. Mm-hmm. So, um, X-Men 97. I did have somebody get mad at me when I said 97 because they were like, the series started in 92. Why is it called X-Men 97? I was like, I don't remember exactly when that series started, but I know they said it was 97 because that's when the series ended. Because this is a direct pickup from the series. So basically, they're starting mm-hmm. 97, they're starting the next set of stories that would have happened. And I did get to see a tweet from the character designer uh, of mm-hmm. the new show, and the stuff looks really close to the, the originals. They did make some changes, like Jean Grey doesn't rock a ponytail anymore. Mm-hmm. That she had changed Jubilee's look. And I'm sure there'll be other changes they'll make. And I'm not really going to care. I'm just going to be on the back. Is the show going to be good? You know, are they going to do awesome stuff? Are they going to be able to adapt all these really new storylines that they've adapted? You know, to have a chance that, mm-hmm. that, that, that they didn't have a chance. That it, they weren't out when they did that series. You know, so we're going to get to see stuff that maybe it was older stuff that we didn't get to see. You know, like it makes me want to go back and watch the old series just to see what they did cover. 
I do want to go back and watch the old series again because it's really good. Yeah. And that thing style rocks. I don't care what everybody says. Call me a boomer all of you course. want to, but that that's that 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 theme song hits different. Look, anybody that says that that theme song isn't the best is wrong. Yeah, we hate to. It's just a. Fact. We hate to tell you that, but that's probably the case. Uh, so they did say that while Marvel Zombies is indeed a spinoff of the, um, it's kind of a bit of a, a takeoff from the episode of What If, where they did the Marvel Zombies. This is going to be a more animated series that reimagines the universe with this new generation of heroes that battles the ever-spreading zombie scourge. So we don't know how much mm. of it's going to be adapted from the original storyline versus the stuff that we got from What If. So we'll see. Again, that's kind mm-hmm. of one of those things about it. Of course, I am Groot. I'm like, anytime I can see baby Groot doing goofy things, uh, it'll be cool. Although I did see a note that they said the original animated shorts explore baby Groot's formative years before becoming one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So this is like yeah. Baby Group Generation One, right? So because technically we got in the movie in the second movie we got Generation Two Baby Group because when he got blown up and stuff it was a whole new Groot basically some of the same memories mm-hmm. and stuff but not enough to where it it reformed again so it'll be interesting to see that um, I'm definitely excited about the Book of Boba Fett which comes out later this year. I noticed we didn't get much on the new Mando stuff. Like, I wonder yeah. if I wonder if that's something that they're gonna um, they're gonna be doing, you know, later on. I did like the trailer for Prey, uh, where Disney <clears throat> is doing their first Predator franchise movie. Uh, basically, the mm-hmm. Predator shows up in the world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago and follows Nara as she fights to protect her tribe from the alien Predator. So I'm just like, so this is an interesting wrinkle in it because now you start having the Predator show up at different points in history. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be different. So I wonder, I'm really kind of excited about that. Predator kind of went on a weird peak for me like at one point. Like they just started making Predator movies. I was just like, I don't care about these movies. And I've seen a bunch of them mm-hmm. after like the first couple of films. It's just, it's just not they're just not good to me. But maybe this will reboot it in a way where they can take it to a whole other level and it'll be good. So we'll see. Yes. So other than X Men ninety seven, I knew whatever I saw X Men ninety seven said, Oh, the Rascals are gonna love this one. Hmm. What other stuff are you excited about coming out for the I'm gonna go through the list. <laughs> Just because of the the announcements that we got recently, uh, I'm not going to bring up other uh, stuff that was already talked about before this because uh, they already like dropped the trailer for Book of Boba Fett and a bunch of other stuff earlier. Um, so I'll go down the list. I'm very excited for Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, yeah. I've been I've been like going nuts wanting to get more information on that. Uh, they're kind of sort of trickling it in here and there. Um, they might wait for during a, a Star Wars dedicated uh, thing to make more announcements on that. But we'll see. Um, X-Men 97 looks very interesting. Um, I'm I'm nervous about it because it's been so long since the original. Yeah. And... Uh, I don't know how well they're going to make it. So that's something that I'm like, ah, that 
it's a cool announcement, but we'll see. We'll wait and see. Right. Uh, Moon Knight, I've been waiting for. She-Hulk, I've been waiting for. Miss Marvel, I've been waiting for. Agatha and the House of Harkness, I'm like, that's cool. Not crazy about it. Spider-Man freshman year, I'm very excited for. Uh, I don't know Echo, so I don't care that much about Echo. Uh, Marvel Zombies is something that I have a love-hate relationship with because I think it's a very cool concept, but it makes me very sad. So, um, uh, yeah, I could so there's I that. that. Ironheart, I do not like Riri Williams as a character, so I'm going to have to see how that goes. Yeah. Secret, Secret Invasion's cool. Um, not mega excited, but I think that's cool. I am Groot. Honestly, I'm kind of over baby Groot. Um, I'd like adult Groot again now, please. Thank you. But that's me. I know I'm in the minority when it comes to that. People like cute uh, things, man. What it, People like cute things, but some cute things are better than other cute things. Like, uh, Grogu is way better than Baby Groot. That's my uh, subjective opinion. Yep. Fair enough. I'm telling you, that's the next spinoff they should do. They should just literally do a Baby Groot, just Grogu, Grogu, doing random things and being cute the whole time while doing it. Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Very excited for that. Uh willow i mentioned before i'm not like a massive fan of willow i feel like uh the original wasn't really it, it was too weird for my liking but i told smiter that i'd like to go back and watch it again and see how i feel um i want to watch under the helmet the legacy of boba fett um and it's out now so i'll check it out when i can uh tiana that's cool i'm not massively going crazy for it uh, I like Zootopia a lot, so Zootopia Plus is probably going to be something that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Cars on the Road. I feel like Cars has gone on too long. Uh, that's my opinion. I liked the first and second one a lot. And then pretty much everything after those, including like planes and other things like that, I'm like, mm, I'm kind of kind of over it. <laughs> so... Um, hmm. It's not for me, but there's going to be people that are going to really like that. Uh, Disenchanted, that's cool. I, I like Enchanted. Uh, I have, like, weird criticisms with it, though. I don't think it's a bad movie, but there's things where I'm just all like, I feel like um, other Disney properties have kind of touched on the problems that they point out in Enchanted and do it in a better way. Okay. Um. But I like Enchanted. I think it's a good movie. Uh, Cheaper by the Dozen, not going crazy for. Hocus Pocus 2. I've already talked about how much I really love Hocus Pocus. Mm -hmm. So Hocus Pocus 2, I'm like, I don't know how it's going to be. But anytime that they give us more information on it, I'm like getting more excited for right. it. Right. So, and you got the word that I guess is coming back, so that's important. That's a big thing for me. Especially... The the other two, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and uh, Kathy Najimi, um, they they're both great, but it I'm a big old fan of Bette Midler. Yeah. So anytime that I can get more Bette Midler, I'm I'm always gonna be okay with. Um, 
Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. I'm super over Ice Age. Uh, it's gone on way too long. Um, so I don't care. Uh, Baymax, the trailer, it just fills me with happiness yeah. and, and joy. So I'm really excited for that. Spiderwick Chronicles, I don't know anything about. Smider's excited for that. Or not excited, but Smider's interested. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's excited. Uh, live action Pinocchio. I'm like, eh, I'm, I've, I already have too many complaints when it comes to the live action Disney remakes. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm not excited for that. Uh, the Beatles docuseries. I'm not a massive fan of the Beatles, so I'm very unlikely to watch that, but it's not something that I'm bugged by. I'm like, okay, that's a thing that exists, but I'm not likely to watch it. Uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers is one of my favorite shows of all time. So I'm contractually obligated to watch this right. movie, but I'm hesitant, but I'm, I'm erring on the side of, I think it's going to be good, but I'm not like, you know, saying that it's going to be the best thing ever. <laughs> um, and it seems, I, I was noting that it kind of has a similar, uh, it, it's giving me similar vibes to the, the DuckTales remake. So I, I'm getting those same vibes. So it makes me feel good about the project. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, I'm going to have to watch it, but we'll see as more info comes out on that. Uh, I'm, I don't care at all about any of the National Geographic stuff. Um, I don't care about Sneakerella. Uh, oh, the Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. I said before, I love the Proud Family. It was a, a series that I really enjoyed. Uh, I'm glad it's coming mm-hmm. back so that I can I can watch more. Give me yep. more. Yep. Just. Uh, yep. And then everything else on here is stuff that uh, I think is aimed for a much younger audience than me. So um, everything else on this list, um, I'm not like going crazy for but that's how i feel about all the announcements that they made okay so that'll be interesting uh just so we put this out there for you guys in general uh we've not talked about the eternals yet the reason i'm not talking about the eternals because i haven't watched the movie uh to be honest i'm not excited enough to watch the movie in order to talk about it so what will happen is when they put that movie on disney plus i will watch it and then we'll talk about it so (laughs) Yeah. Just so you know, if you wanted to hear Eternals talk from us, don't worry, you'll hear it, but I'm not going to go to the theaters to see that movie. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just not. Yeah. That's going to be a bit for us yeah. as well. We're going to wait until it's it's available right. then. And it will have that conversation. So that might be a little bit late. So although if you want, we can talk about the end credit scene. Because I do know about what happens in the final end credit scene, which kind of leads into future things. So that's up to you if you mm-hmm. want to hear it, or if we don't, we can wait until we see it. Well, I'll wait for okay, now. Fair enough. We'll we'll see uh, how I feel yeah. later. <laughs> Although I just did find out something really interesting. Apparently, uh, <laughs> we were talking about Riri earlier, and not liking yes. Riri. And I just wish yes. they didn't write. Or I love the concept of Riri. I just wish they hadn't written her as a douche. Uh, they just wrote her very not like she wasn't likable. Like 
Yeah. Just at all. Like, even her best friend is sitting there at one point looking at her going, um, why are you so angry with me? Like, I'm just here with you. Like, I'm here as your, as your girl. Like, but yeah. So, uh, fun little fact, this is a, this is a piece of news that technically came out around 2016. It's kind of resurfaced, uh, through www.piratesandprincesses.net. Um, here's the question. Did Marvel get the Ironheart name from an Iron Man porn parody? I mean, I don't know. Did so, they? <laughs> it seems that there was an Iron Man porn parody with a female character in a female Iron Man costume that was called Ironheart. The film predates the Ironheart, Marvel Ironheart comic for, by a few years. The original Japanese porn parody of Iron Man is called Ironheart. It was created by Giga. I don't know what that is. Uh... The main character is played by... I'm not going to try to say that name. Uh, in the film, the character is captured, tied up, and used in many ways one would expect in a porn film. Then she saves the day. Back in 2016, Marvel decided to replace a lot of established superheroes by handing the mantles over to new, more diverse, and often female characters. I'm not sure why using a female porn parody character who was assaulted, by, assaulted a number of times in the film was the best way to go. You may be thinking it could be coincidence. Well, it could be, but one would think that there would be at least a cursory Google search. The Marvel character was created by Brian Michael Bendis and Joe Quesada. According to Fusion TV, they claim that the creators used Ironheart as a name because Iron Woman seems stuffy, and Iron Maiden would probably come under a bevy of legal woes. However, Ironheart, Bendis explained, spoke to the connection that Riri would have to both the Iron Man legacy and the franchise. Marvel and Disney created a minority character who was actually a minor at 15 years old and gave her the same name as a poor porn character that predated her by, by one to two years. Even the Marvel trademark wasn't filed until 2017. Upon looking into the story, I realized I'm late to the party. When the comic was released, many news sources called out Marvel and Disney and they not only move forward with the comic, but they have no problem using the character in the new shows on Disney+. Let's just hope if kids search for Ironheart, they have the safe search turned on. It's possible they didn't know, but given the internet, given research needed for trademark filings, it seems like they must have, been, must have known at some point. At least it'll be a good laugh. What do you think? Comment and let us know. So the original film apparently came out in 2016 that they're talking about. So the film came out in 2016. They filed for the copyright in 2017 for Ironheart to do the actual, uh, for the actual character for Riri. So I just thought that was kind of weird and interesting. You know, so. Uh, it's not something that I knew about. And <laughs> Ironheart's been in the comics for a right, while now. Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> and so I'm just like, dude, like, maybe, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, uh, it, I think it's uh, funny. It's humorous to me just because it's just one of those things you just don't expect. But if I hadn't realized it had been that, that long where they came out and said something about it back when they got the, because you, you think about it, okay, that came out in 2016. A year later, an actual Marvel comic comes out with a character with the same name. And, like, they come out and say something to Marvel's just like, yeah, we're not worried about it. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm reading the comments on the, the, the article yeah. you were reading from. And one of the, comment, one of the comments says, 
uh, the Japanese character is probably far less obnoxious than the actual oh character in the Marvel comics. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably not wrong. Uh, uh, probably not wrong, because I'm sorry. Uh, Riri is just not written well. There's no other way to describe it. I mean, could they have written her better? I remember reading Champions. She was on the Champions team mm-hmm. for a while. She was horrible on the Champions. I'm like, they consistently write her as a horrible human being. No matter who's writing her, like, that's the mm-hmm. tip line, I guess. Like, she's just going to be a horrible person. And, you know, like, at one point during the course, I was like, it's Miles Morales and her are talking. And Miles is just like, you know, there are people down there um, that were being hurt or whatever. And she's just like, well, I just care about the bottom line. I'm not trying to concern myself with saving the world, quote, fingers. It's like, but mm-hmm. you're, that's your, isn't that your legacy? Like, isn't the whole purpose of you taking up the mantle of Iron Man or Iron Maiden or whatever they would have called you before they called you Iron Heart? <laughs> to kind of take the mantle of the person who was no longer there because Tony was gone. Tony was thought to be dead and you had an AI that was similar to him and all this other stuff. It's like, no, I'm not going to save the world. I don't care about all that, you know. I just want to be. I just want to be a normal girl, live a normal life. I'm like that. Kind of bypassed you years ago when you started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you putting armor on if you're not sure you want to save lives with it? Like, you know. But I don't know. They kind of like I said when your fir- when the first initial book comes out, the first thing is, oh, I made this suit that I stole armor from a college, and they got mad at me because I stole all this armor and stuff, and they wanted to kick me out of college. I was like, oh, I'll show you. It's like, but you stole their stuff. Like, they legit have a case for why they're bad. (laughs) You know, she just wasn't heroic. You know? And that's the thing about a lot of these characters. It's like, okay, I want to love Kamala Khan. I want to love Riri. But Mm -hmm. with Kamala, the powers just are odd. It, it, It just, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I don't need her to become a big, large, green, Cindy Crawford-looking woman. But it would have been nice if her power set would have been something that would have tied to... Like, somebody made the comment, they were like, what if instead of making her all super stretchy and stuff, they had tied her to, like, her Indian heritage, where, like, she became a form of Ganesh. Like, whatever she... She's not Indian, she's Pakistani. Pakistani. sorry. But I thought Ganesh was... Okay, was Ganesh... Okay, and I, I just said that, realizing what I said as you... You pointed that out. <laughs> uh, and she's, she's Muslim. Muslim. Okay, so yeah, that wouldn't have been the same God. Okay, but basically ties to her actual roots. Instead of just being like, we're just going to make her stretchy and we're going to make her be able to grow and stretch in things. You know, because when I was playing the Avengers game, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a point where she's running and jumping and she's like stretching her arms out and catching cliffs and all this stuff. on the center going, how are they going to make this work in a live action? Well, you know what I mean? Like, we all saw the old Fantastic Four movies, and that didn't work out too well. Like, even with those, and I mean, yeah, they did all these crazy effects, but it still didn't look well compared to, like, say, mm-hmm. I don't know, Ben Grimm or, say, Johnny Storm, you know? Yeah, Ben and Johnny did look the best. Yeah, I mean, even Jessica Alba, they just used her invisibility to get her naked twice. Yeah. You know? They were like, well, we're, you know, we know Sue Storm is a smart woman. She knows she's a scientific mind. Her dad was a scientist and all that stuff. We're just going to get Jessica Alba naked and visible. So she has to try to hide behind clothing and get her back upstairs, you know, or back home. 
Okay, she wouldn't figure out a way to cover herself in something into where it would work or something. I don't know. Like, it's like yeah, because that rarely, if ever, happened in the comics. But they managed to do it at once in each Fantastic Four movie they had them in. And then I never saw the last one with Michael B. Jordan as Human Torch because I just refused to watch that movie. So, I don't mm -hmm. know how they did it, and I don't really care. Yeah, I haven't seen Fan Force you know, yet. I just, I just, I couldn't do it. I just can't bring myself to do that. Now, one day I may watch it. I may be a bit bored and just watch it, but that's not going to be today or anytime soon, willingly, anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's my thing. It's like, I want to love these characters because, I mean, they're new characters. I don't mind new characters, but make them good characters. Don't just make them people I want to hate. Right, exactly. You know. It's the same issue that I've felt. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the that's kind of the that's kind of the 2020 on that thing. I mean, that's that's the reality of it. Um, I hope these shows do mm -hmm. well. I hope they lead into awesome stuff because we know that yeah, Ironheart's getting. I, I got a funny feeling that the version of Young Avengers we're going to get are very MCU version of the Young Avengers. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we could see a team with Riri, or we could see some of these folks end up being on the Avengers eventually. When they do a, mm -hmm. quote, new team of Avengers at some point in the next how many every years. Um, I mean, right now I'm assuming Kang the Conqueror is going to be the big bad, but there's no guarantee. We know he's right. going to show up in Quantum Mania, but we don't know where they're really going beyond that. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to be interesting. One of the things I loved when they did the little thing about Marvel was they showed kind of the past stuff on Disney Plus. They showed some stuff on WandaVision, of course. They showed... Loki and the Falcon Winter Soldier and stuff like that. And I love the clip where you just see Jonathan Majors sitting there looking at Loki and Sylvie and going, you realize that if you kill me, you know, you're just going to end up creating an intergalactic uh, time war. I'm the only thing that's stopping it. And then, like, later on, they go through their things and she, you just see, oh, Sylvie's killed him. He just says, I'll be seeing you all soon. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. It's so, <laughs> he's so great, man. So beautiful. It's such a beautiful thing. I, I just, oh, my gosh. He he cared, like he really stole the show as far as I was concerned for that last episode of Loki. So, But I've already mm -hmm. gushed over Jonathan Majors enough when we talked about Loki. So there we go on that. Right. So, Disney Plus today. Overall, were you excited? Did you did you really get, did you did you wish for some things that maybe they didn't talk about? You know, how did you feel about it overall? Uh, overall, like, there, there was really not any announcements that I, like, disagreed with. So, I feel like overall it was a, an overall plus. Um, oh, no pun intended there. Um, yeah, uh, and like I said, there's plenty of stuff in there that I'm like really excited about. I'm I'm very likely to watch quite a bit of what they announced, so <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to a lot yeah. of that. That'll be interesting. I think uh, a lot of stuff that's coming out in 2022. It's gonna be a loaded year. I mean, we don't really know much about the movies outside of, of course, Multiverse of Madness and. Um, Really don't okay, and is the Quantum Mania coming? No, is Quantum Mania coming out next year. 
Uh, I don't know. They didn't announce that on Everything kind of got pushed back a lot, but I don't really remember what other... They didn't do any movie announcements at all. It was just purely what was going to be on Disney+, Plus, hence the Disney Plus day. So, mm-hmm. But that'll be exciting. I think uh, Disney Plus is going to have a lot to look forward to if you want to stay in touch with the MCU. Because I think that's where you're going to get a lot more information. I mean, yeah... Like I said, I feel like Spider-Man Far No Way Home is going to be a big uh, drop. And yes, hopefully we'll have seen that together and we'll be able to sit down and have that conversation. Because I'm definitely excited about that. Yeah. That's on my list. Like, I'm sure. going to the theaters, Lord willing. I'm going to the theaters to go watch that somewhere. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> see it. I don't see yes. it. I don't see it. Uh, I will say that I we are working on the... Uh, behind we're all working behind though to be out of paywall stuff um and since we've never discussed it because we talked about it beforehand we're not gonna i'm not putting it out on the general thing i do want to do like a short little episode about the uh the script leak that came out a while back but that won't be an episode that will be um available to the general public that will be something that will be behind the paywall because i don't want people to accidentally listen to the episode and be like oh my gosh, this is script leaks for what's going to happen in Spider-Man No Way Home before you actually get the chance to see it. So I want people mm-hmm. to be able to see it, and then if they want to go back and listen to that episode, they can. But I really started thinking about it. I was just like, I don't want to put that out there in the general populace because if somebody ends up listening to it, because it's on a, you know, sometimes when they listen to people listen to podcasts, they just listen on a stream of the shows, and they'll put multiples on or whatever. And I'm just like, you know, yeah, I don't want somebody to accidentally hear that, and then it be like, but what if I didn't want to get spoiled? You know what I mean? Right. So I'd rather just be like, I'm not going to put that out there. So we'll we'll do it behind the paywall. And in that way, maybe after the movie releases, I may move it off the paywall once the movie's out for a bit. And then we can find out, mm-hmm. we can discuss whether the script leaks were accurate or if they made changes. You know, yeah. I don't know. But I definitely don't want to put that out there just for the general populace and be like, you know, here's this thing, guys. You know, but if you don't want to listen to it, it's okay. Don't listen to the thing, you know. <laughs> so, right. But that's kind of where I'm at on that. So, but we'll be talking about other things as we go. Uh, once we get everybody back off assignment, we do want to continue the conversation as it relates to what if. We also want to go over Star Wars Visions as a group. Uh, I know, my, by the way, just to let you know why, I don't think I've said this before. If I have, I apologize for repeating myself. I did lose my mother this week, so there may be a mm-hmm. week or two where we don't record just because I have to go deal with the affairs that go with losing a parent. So um, right. people keep asking me how I'm doing, and I'll tell them I am thankful to God that she went the way she did. She was asleep, and she walked out of this version of life and walked into eternity. And so I'm thankful to God for that because that's the thing I prayed for for her. Um, mm-hmm. When I got to go visit her a couple of weeks ago, I saw her for about 45 minutes just struggling just to sleep. And I made a decision in my mind. I said, I cannot pray that she stays with us another six months like this. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think she wants to deal with the pain, but I don't want to see her personally deal with the pain either. I would rather her be able to just go peacefully into the night. 
And so mm -hmm. when I got the chance to spend a real nice opportunity with my mom, and got the chance to hold her head and kind of rub her head and hold her hand, and I looked at her, I said, "Mom, we're going to be okay. It's okay if you rest, if you want to rest now. You don't have to keep trying to fight for us to be okay. We're going to be fine. We will love you. We will miss you, but we're going to be okay." And so she just kind of went to sleep in my arms, and it was a beautiful piece of closure for me. Um, my brother asked mm -hmm. me that we talked. He was like, did you get closure? And I was like, yeah, I did. And so he was like, okay, well, I'm glad because I wanted to make sure, you know, as far as us goes, we got closure because we know not everybody did. And um, we just wanted to make sure. And I was just like, no, I, I definitely got closure. And so it was good. She's a fantastic woman. Um, she she loved us she showed us what it meant to love in spite of a lot and so yeah I, I did a little tribute to her on Facebook and I've done a little pop up tribute since you know <laughs> did an episode about her uh, I posted up a thing I cooked earlier today just thinking about her and how she loved to bake and cook and things and so um, yeah yeah, so that's what's going to be going on probably over the next couple of weeks. But I uh, appreciate your prayers and your thoughts and everything while you're out there. And um, I'll say what I said on the end of that episode. Uh, don't let the night go, the day turn to night and you not work stuff out between your parents because you never know when they won't, they may not be there anymore. Always do what you can to make things right with them as best as you can. If you can't, I get it. But if you can, try to do it. It's worth it. It really is. So that's all I'll say to that. So, Jingles, thank you as always. Uh, this has been really therapeutic for me today, so I appreciate getting on here with you and talking about geeky stuff. I'm glad I could help and, you out. I uh, appreciate it greatly, man. Um, mm -hmm. Anything you want to say to wrap us out before I close us? Um, well, I, I just wanted to say... Um, Having uh, lost my father in a, a similar way, uh, like, I, I understand what that is like. And, um, yeah, uh, I'm glad I could be here to, you know, spend some time with you and talk about the things that make us happy. Because that was a big help for me as well yeah. back then. And that was a few years ago. So, um yeah, here's to, you know, all the cool things that'll be coming in the future. Yeah, well. and just know, just, and yeah, I'm going to say it to you, but of course your brother will hear it too, but if you ever need me mm -hmm. and I'm available, just know you got me. So <laughs> if uh, I can't talk to you right then, I will make sure to reach back out to you as soon as possible and be there because, I mean, that's the thing I'm learning through this whole thing is, Sometimes when you go through hard things in life, it's real easy to get in a turtle shell and just want to sit there and kind of, you know, withdraw and mm -hmm. uh, not uh, try to keep connected with people. But we need each other. Mm -hmm. um, no man truly is an island. And so we need one another, man. We really do. So mm -hmm. I hope that if you're in a situation where you're going through a hard time, reach out to somebody. Especially if we're going into the holidays. You know, don't 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 draw into your little turtle shell and think, oh, I'll fight this on my own because you got people that will fight with you. You got people that care. You got people that love on you. Yeah. Reach out to them, man. 
it, it's vital. It really is. It'll, it'll, it may literally save your life to just make mm-hmm. a point to say, I may not feel like this right now, but I'm going to reach out to this person and I'm going to tell them how I'm feeling. And hopefully there's somebody that will listen, yeah. that will be there and comfort you and encourage you and strengthen you during that hard time. And, yeah. you know, you've got us too. I know we're not able to talk on a personal level with a lot of the people that listen to this show every week, but just know you've got us. If you're part of a fan group and you're ever having a hard time, man, let us know. We'll, we, you know, if nothing else, I will reach out to you and I'll pray for you. Whatever is going on mm-hmm. and whatever it is, you know, I'll talk to you. I'll listen. You know, I don't always have all the answers and I don't try to pretend to, but I'll pray for you. That's the least I can do. So I put that out there to anybody that needs it at any time. If you're able to reach us out anyway, leave a voicemail, let us know. I'll pray for you through a voicemail, whatever. We'll make it happen. Okay. So Mm -hmm. above all else, guys, do me a favor. Be blessed. Be a blessing to somebody, guys. Take care.